Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast on this cold Sunday in the suburbs. Uh, hope everybody's enjoying the weekend. Hope, uh, hopefully everybody had a good New Year, uh, you know, a good time at Christmas and everything else. Um, this is the Sunday show. This is the Belly Up pregame Sunday show that happens each and every Sunday during the NFL season. Uh, we have different shows going on that lead to kickoff in the NFL. Um, if you're watching the video version live, hopefully you guys enjoyed um, TSS Fantasy as they kick off the show each and every time, each Sunday. If you're listening to the audio version, um, hopefully you guys go and check out TSS Fantasy as they kick it off. Um Thanks, everybody, for watching live. Uh, you know, this is uh, the Chicago Bears season finale pregame show for the Chicago Bears versus the Minnesota Vikings. This is the second time they played the Vikings, and probably I think it's been four weeks or something like that where the Bears have to try to get their quote-unquote revenge versus the Vikings where the Bears let sl- one slip away the last time they played the Vikings. Uh, I believe it was in Chicago. Uh, they're off to Minnesota. Either way, it's going to be cold no matter where they go, but at least in Minnesota, it would be in a dome. Uh, so hopefully you guys enjoyed TSS Fantasy. Uh, before we dive into this episode and different topics, we're going to talk about the Bears versus the Giants because they had a decent game versus them. You know, the Giants are terrible. Uh, then we'll talk about the Vikings, but we'll also talk about different topics in the NFL. There's a couple that have been going on this week that everybody's talking about, and I have not had the chance to, but we'll talk about them as well. Um, as always, the podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. If you head over to bellyupsports.com, check out all the blogs, uh, podcast shows, media, everything else on there. The website is growing all the time. The Belly Up Media is what I think it's going to be called now, but go check all that out. It's it's growing. Uh, it's a great thing so uh thank you belly up sports um for all you football coaches out there this podcast is also brought to you by coach stone football and it's back to the basics books and drills uh you know football coaches like me we're going to be looking to get back to the basics that's why it's back to the basics book series um his very first book is over five six hundred pages of drills that you could use in high school youth even in college you know we're always going to look to get better he has tons and tons of books um from offense, defense, special teams, uh, different drills, game planning, uh, strength and conditioning, everything. So if you go to CoachStoneFootball.com and check out all of his 
uh, books on getting back to the basics. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Again, CoachStoneFootball.com. Thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast. And if you guys are looking for um, a clean nutritional energy drink, uh, but you don't want all the jitters that happen afterwards, you don't want all the other junk that's in it, uh, and if you want one that's going to be way more than just a serving, I've got the place for you. It's Swift Lifestyles. Uh, it can even be used as a pre-workout before you go to the gym, before you um, go on a run, anything like that. And it comes in a tub of 30 servings. Uh, you can get a shaker. You can get different stuff on there, uh, workout uh, material, uh, clothing, anything else. Uh, but it's clean, nutritional. It has the label on there. You can even create your own and have it be called after you. I'm thinking about making one myself. Uh, it's just a great place to go. Um, if you go to swiftlifestyles.com, use the code Coach Steve Show, all one word, you will get 15% off your order. Uh, so again, swiftlifestyles.com. Uh, Coach Steve Show, all one word, and you will get 15% off your order. So go do that for me. It helps support the podcast. Let's them know that I sent you and everything else. So again, we're going to look at the schedule here. If you're watching the video live, TSS Fantasy kicked us off. Now you're with me, Coach Steve, for the Bears pregame or season finale versus the Vikings. Coming up right after this would be fourth and four. Then Rough Cut Sportscast, MD's Fantasy Football, leading us to the NFL kickoff. Uh, this is all Eastern time, 8 to 9, 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, and 12 to 1. Central time would be 7 to 8, 8 to 9, 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12 as we get to the kickoff. So there's a schedule for everybody watching the video, everybody listen to the audio. Go check out the video um, version of these podcasts. You can find them at Belly Up Sports and check out all the other podcast stuff out there as well. So before we talk about the Chicago Bears and the Giants and the Chicago Bears versus the Vikings, I like to go through different topics, but right beforehand. And one topic that was really, there's two huge ones outside of the Chicago Bears. The first one we're going to talk about is the reporter um, that apparently votes for the MVP uh, and came out and said that he's not going to vote for Aaron Rodgers because he is a bum. Um, Aaron Rodgers responded. Um, so the reporter hub, Akrush, I'm going to say his name wrong, made the uh, made it known on the Parkins and Spiegel show on Tuesday, 670, the score stating that he thinks Rodgers is a bad guy. I think he's a bad guy, and I don't, and I don't think a bad guy can be the most valuable guy at the same time. Uh, I've been pretty consistent about that all year. I don't think you could be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player. Uh, the issue seemed to boil down to two main points for him. First, the drama Rodgers contributed to in the offseason by refusing to put to rest speculation about where he'd spend the 21-22 season. Second, Rodgers' deceptive statement about whether or not he was vaccinated, which led him to missing a game versus Kansas City when he was placed on the team's reserved COVID list. Okay, so a lot of things wrong with this one. All offseason, you know, Aaron Rodgers was gone. You know, he didn't really talk to the media. He wouldn't even talk to Pat McAfee a lot. You know what I mean? Like publicly. And that's a show that he is on every single Tuesday. Uh the guy just wanted to get away from football. Uh, I am a Bears fan. We are supposed to hate the Packers. But I respect Aaron Rodgers until we play them. He is probably, I mean, people say Brady, Tom Brady is the best quarterback right now. I think that mechanic-wise and the different types of throws that you can make consistently, Aaron Rodgers has got to be the best right now. Uh, a lot of good quarterbacks in the NFL, but he has got to be the best. So in the offseason, if people don't remember, he was gone. I don't know if I ever did a podcast on it, but I listened to a lot of people talk. The only ones that seemed to be fair were like Pat McAfee and, and people like that, where they just talked. They didn't come out and speculate. They just okay, it was reported this, it was reported this, and they just go through speculation of what if this happens, what if this happens. And then it was kind of known or kind of put out there that he, you know, he wasn't going to report to certain training camps. He was unhappy with the organization, and he was. It was publicly, and then he just didn't really talk to a lot of people. The guy just got away from football. 
when you're as good as he is consistently, you go into the playoffs all the time, you're not out soon, it's, it probably wears and tears on you. So he just decided, hey, I'm going to do my own type of workouts. I'm going to do certain things, but I want to go on vacation. I want to kick back and relax. Um, what the media here gets mad about with the speculations and stuff is that he just didn't talk to them. See, that's what's happened with the media and sports, politics, anything like that. They're going to spin a narrative however they deem fit. However, we're going to click on it to read the story. However, we're going to do to maybe talk about it. You know, when we come on, especially me, like it's going to sucker me in, you know, as a podcast. Okay, well, according to this person that wrote this article and all that stuff, so they get recognition. So if ESPN comes says, well, according to this, Pat Mackey says, well, according to this tweet or according to this report. So that's what they do. So they spin a narrative of Aaron Rodgers this, Aaron Rodgers that. And then, oh, he was toying with them about where he was going to play. Well, newsflash, how many NFL players do that? Didn't Tom Brady do that? We're at the end after... The Patriots, it was, where's he going to play? Is it Tampa Bay? Is it the 49ers? Is it the Colts? Is it the Patriots? Is it the Bears? So Tom Brady did that, but there was no none of these reports like this out there. Like, well, he's just stringing the, the team along. This is a reporter that just is coming up with stuff. But the biggest problem he probably had was the uh, unvaccinated thing. This guy just didn't like it. Aaron Rodgers said he was unvaccinated. And can we get over this... Um, Aaron Rodgers lied to the media. I mean, I guess you could say that, but they asked him if he was vaccinated, which first of all, you shouldn't. I don't think you should ask people. That's just my opinion, and I know I might get blessed for that. But anyway, they asked him, and he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm immunized, and then the reporter should ask whatever. Just get over it. Just get over it. Okay, he came on and said how he was, you know, we're not going to go into it too much, but I mean, he was allergic to a vaccine, so he can't take it. Just get over it. Just get over it and move on. Okay, instead of focusing on that stuff. Okay, well, then he comes back, talks about his dis, you know, what happened with him and the organization and how they're kind of working it out and everything else. He didn't come out and say he was going to play for the 49ers. Maybe he did talk, or because it's about he's going to play for the 49ers, it's about he's going to play for Pittsburgh. Maybe his agent did talk to people. Maybe he did talk to people. I think players do that a lot where if they're somewhat unhappy, they just talk to people. Everybody does that, but this reporter and the media outside of this guy decided to write these stories all off season. And then this season they still can't let it go. And so the biggest thing was unvaccinated. Well then, um, so then Aaron Rodgers decides to fire back and I loved it. So this guy again says, I think he's a bad guy. I don't think the bad guy should be the most valuable player. And this guy said, he's been pretty consistent. You can't be the biggest jerk in the league, punish your team and your organization, your fan best the way he did. And he's one of the valuable players. So again, I want to talk about real quick. And we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers said, what do you mean punish your team and your organization, your fan base the way he did? He didn't sit out for the first six weeks of the season, waiting to get what he wanted. And then comes back. He's time, time again said how he loves green Bay. He loves the fans. He wants to win for them. He loves the place. Guess what? Those fans still show up to the game to watch him. Those fans still love him. Those fans still root for him. Here, see what I'm saying? He just didn't get along with some of the decision-making in the organization. Yeah, he didn't show up to some of the mini camps or whatever. Who cares? The guys played a lot of football. He was in contact with coaches. Like He understands the offense. He did workouts on his own. He wanted to take a little vacation, and the times he did. Okay, so this guy wants to say that. So what do you mean he punished? The t- like, it's not like he's just now playing football. And it's not like he's out there throwing games. They didn't do well the first game. And he's only he's threw like two interceptions that game, and he's only thrown two interceptions since. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here, man? So Aaron Rodgers responded, I think he's an absolute bum. And I started laughing. This is hilarious. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was, probably until yesterday. His problem is I'm not vaccinated. So if he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with an extra letter to put on the award just for the season and make it the most valuable (laughs) vaccinated player, then he should do that. Um, I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. Nobody knew who he was. Um, but to say he had his mind made up in the summertime, in the off season, 
that I had zero chance of winning the MVP, in my opinion. That should exclude him from future votes. His problem is with me being a bad guy or the biggest jerk in the league, and the biggest jerk in the league, because he doesn't know me. He doesn't know anything about me. I've never met him. I've never had lunch with him. I've never had an interview with him. His problem is I'm not vaccinated. So if he wants to go on a crusade and you know and put an extra letter on and say the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. But he's a bum, and I'm not going to waste my time worrying about that stuff. He has no idea who I am. He's never talked to me in his life. But it's unfortunate that those sentiments, it's surprising that he would even say that, to be honest. But I knew that this was possible. I talked about it on Mac, Pat McAfee's show weeks ago, but crazy. But then the reporter comes out and says, I made a terrible mistake Tuesday with my Aaron Rodgers comments. It was completely my fault. There is no one else to blame. And I'm here to try to apologize. Like, what are we doing here? This guy's trying to apologize for the comments you made about Aaron Rodgers. He's apologizing because Aaron Rodgers called him out. He wanted people to know his name. Aaron Rodgers calls him out. This blows up. And now they're talking about getting this guy off of um, the voting. They want to get him off. Um, you know, according to NBC Sports, Rogers previously, previously mentioned on the Pat McAfee show that he assumed that he would be canceled for lying about his vaccination status. However, most of the criticism has been directed at a cruise for a reasoning behind disqualifying Rogers for MVP. Reports that Aaron Rodgers is the front runner to win the second consecutive AP MVP award and fourth overall. He is currently leads the league with a 111.1 passer rating. So this guy wants to apologize and all this other stuff for things that he said. I have my apologize. Like once you say it, it's out there. Like, first of all, you probably shouldn't have said it. You should probably get those comments to yourself. Um I made a terrible mistake. It's clearly my fault. There was no one else to blame, and I'm here to try to apologize. I own this, and I couldn't be more sorry. I expect some clarity on exactly what I'm apologizing for and might be relevant and welcome. There is no more respected um, of journalism in the world than the Associated Press, and for where I sit, there are a few greater honors in my business than being chosen as one of the 50 members of its panel that selects NFL's annual all-pros and MVPs. It has been my privilege to be a member of that team for some time now, and Tuesday I violated a trust. Our marching orders are to cast our votes and reasoned, um, voted to cast our votes as reasoned and thoughtfully as possible for those we believe to be the most deserving in our own considered judgment. All that is asked of us is to not discuss our votes publicly until after the award has been announced. On Tuesday at 670, the score in Chicago, where I'm regularly employed as an analyst and host for reasons that I'm still trying to come to grips with, but were completely my responsibility. I allowed myself to be walked into a conversation about an MVP candidate I knew I would not be voting for. I said some things that, while not unreasonable in that context, they were said. I voiced them in totally inappropriate ways. Let's read that again. I allowed myself to be walked into a conversation about an MVP candidate I knew I would not be voting for. You allowed yourself. All right. So let's talk about that. You allowed yourself. You went on a show or somebody said something. Someone asked you about the voting, and instead of just saying, well, I can't discuss that, you guys know I can't discuss that, um, but these are great candidates of football. If you've seen some great football, you've got Tom Brady, who's had really good numbers, doing X, Y, and Z. You've got Aaron Rodgers that's doing whatever, ABC. You've got, you know, whoever. That's how you answer that. You don't just walk in and say, well, I can tell you this. I ain't voting for Aaron Rodgers because he's unvaccinated. That's what it was. Then the next part of this. I said some things, while not unreasonable in the context they were said, I voiced them in a totally inappropriate ways. So really what you're saying is, again, you're going back to, I agree with every th single thing I said. I just don't like that it, I said it publicly. Like, you are an idiot. I couldn't possibly be more sorry for joining the conversation at all and some of the childish things I said about Aaron Rodgers. Most of the other 49 APP voters are acquaintances. Many are friends. And the reason we are not asked to do what I did is to now put, we are not asked 
we were asked not to do what I did is it now puts undue pressure on some of them to comment, not comment, agree, disagree, or take grief for the doing the right thing and remaining silent. Worst yet, I've apparently unleashed a small army of self-styled social media and talk radio experts who have no clue what they're talking about to challenge the quality of the voting process and would attempt to invalidate any vote or thought process that doesn't agree with their own. You did that, you dumbass. That's what you're doing. You came out with those statements to make people look at that and say this. You are a reporter of the game of football, okay? How much football do you actually know? And I'm going to read this again. I apparently unleashed a small army of self-styled social media and talk radio experts who have no clue what they're talking about. Talk radio experts. Don't you work for a media company? Don't you write? Don't you do this? Hmm. So you're describing yourself. Have no clue what they're talking about to challenge the quality of the voting process. The quality of the voting process is you look throughout the entire NFL, okay? You look at the players' numbers. You look at the team's record. You look at how they're playing, and you vote, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the quality of the voting process. And would attempt to invalidate any voter thought process that doesn't agree with their own. Well, you just did that. You're saying that you're not voting for Aaron Rodgers because of personal things, not because that he's only thrown four interceptions all year. He's thrown so many touchdowns. Um, he got the first team in the NFC. He has better numbers than Tom Brady. He has a great completion percentage. He, he's leading the league in the uh, QB rating. And then he goes, a sign of the times, I guess. You're doing that, you idiot. So don't go say, well, they're doing this and this. You did this. You should have just kept your mouth shut. Keep your big trap shut. And you're saying this now because you're mad. Because now people are going to look at that and say, well, you shouldn't be voting because you're making it personal. You can't make it personal. You can't. So now you're doing this. You're saying these things. And it continues. To everyone in any way associated with the AP Awards, you couldn't possibly do the job any better, be more respected by anyone who actually cares more about getting it right than getting what they want. To any player or coach that, that's ever won an AP honor, you couldn't possibly be more deserving. And don't ever let anyone call that into question. To Aaron Rodgers, you are one of the greatest players of this generation and one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Whether or not you're this year's MVP is up to the 50-member panel, neither me nor my critics. I couldn't possibly be more sorry for dragging all of you into my mess, and I hope you will accept my apology. Why or how this has become a national news story, I don't understand. And while I would love to be able to explain what I meant to say and butchered so badly, any further conversation about my own vote now will just throw another log on the fire and cloud what matters at the moment. I was wrong. I own it. and I couldn't be more sorry. I'll be happy to discuss my vote. And any reason with whomever would like to after the award has been announced. For now, please don't tarnish anyone else for my mistake. Think of me as you will. I hope my responsibility and my regret are clear. Let's read that again. Why or how this has become a national news story, I don't understand. Well, one, because you come out and you say you're not voting for a person because you didn't like how the offseason went. Why? That's not a part of it. But where it really becomes national news is because you came out and said, hmm, he lied about being on vaccine, which he really didn't. That's why. And then now, um, you're talking about, well, I can't say anymore. Well, you've already done it, so you might as well just come out and say it. And you're just mad because they're trying to take away your voting and replace you with someone different who's not going to do you know X, Y, and Z or do the things that you did. So, if you can't do the time... Don't do the crime. You should have foreseen this when you allowed yourself to walk into this conversation. You don't just allow yourself. See, listen, I have talked to coaches on this podcast. Only a couple of times have I asked a question and they didn't really answer because they didn't want to. Very rarely does that happen, but it happens. They're not going to answer if they don't want to. And I can tell, so I'm not going to pressure it. I've been on a couple where maybe they ask a question. I just don't really know how to answer and I just answer a certain way. So if you're getting asked and you're this media guy, this writer, you should understand that this there's a way to not answer it and you just don't. And you just talked about how, oh, well, we're not supposed to talk about it and you've known this for years. Now all of a sudden you want to, it's the unvaccinated thing, you know, they can say whatever they want. It comes down to 
he said he was immunized. He was taking therapeutics instead. Um, he didn't say yes or no to it. Why they're asking, I have no idea. Who cares? But that's where it come down to, and that's why it's national news um, because of all of that. And the thing is, if Aaron Rodgers never tested positive, you guys would never know would he have said that. And then the off-season thing doesn't read. It's because everybody in the media, I guess you could throw me in that. I didn't really say too much about Aaron Rodgers. If anything, I might have said, oh, imagine how good this team would be if he played there, this team. Like people like Pat McAfee, they didn't say he was going one way or the other. He was just seeing reports. But then Aaron Rodgers comes out and says, I don't know how they got that report. I never did that. Well, Pat, like people like Pat McAfee, who I respect, they just did a fun thing. They they literally would say, let's just have fun today and say, well, what if he decides to do this? Let's just say that. What if he decides to do this? You know, they just had fun with it. You know, those guys have fun, and that's why that show was probably better than ESPN and Fox Sports and all that. I mean, they're way better than Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, and of course, they're way better than Nick Wright, who is a blumbering buffoon. Nick Wright and this and this guy should probably hang out and smoke doobies together and and talk and and just you know do whatever they do. Um. So yeah, that's a big topic. So I mean. I am rooting for Aaron Rodgers to be the MVP. I would love to see the NFL and Roger Goodell and them have to hand him the MVP and be like, here you go. They probably won't do it in person. They'll probably do it virtual or like mail it to him. But like, here's your MVP. And this will probably mean the most to him because of all the stuff he has had to go through. I would absolutely love if he won the MVP. Absolutely love it. That is a topic I really wanted to get into. I think it's... This guy is stupid. This guy's buffoon. How he got to vote for MVP, I don't know. And talk about like you guys don't understand the process. Talking to us like we're idiots. It's it's just. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. All right. Now we're gonna dive into the next topic that has happened. So everybody knows what happened with the Jets and the um, Buccaneers. We see Antonio Brown take his pads off. Shirt off, throw it into the stands. Not the pads, he threw it on the sideline. Throws the gloves in there and everything else. There has been like 10 reports of what actually happened. First of all, guys, let me start off by saying this. Concussions are a real thing. CTE is a real thing. That type of stuff you don't play with. But people fear football. So I want to tell you from a coach perspective, not that when we played we weren't taught how to tackle but, you know, there's times, you know, you are, you know, you're not taught, but if you lower your shoulder or do this, um, it was never thought of. It was, you know, they get told, oh, keep your head up. But the type of stuff we have to get trained to do as coaches, the game of football is way better. Um, you know, the, the equipment's better. The precautions better. There's way more water breaks because before you wouldn't get a water break, we make sure that dehydration is taken seriously. Concussions are taken seriously. Um, I know at every single football program I've been at for years, coaching in 13, 14 years, if you don't have your head up tackling, we tell you to get out and you go over and you learn. Like if you're actually tackling people, um, even if you're just doing bags and you don't have your head up, that's still dangerous. But we'll pull that kid aside and we'll say, okay, you've got to go baby steps, get your head up and tackling. Um, blocking, you got to have your head up. Running, you have to have your head up. So that way we're being safe. Um, the You know, the type of strength and conditioning you do has adapted to make sure everything's good. So I want to say that, but we have known something ain't right with Antonio Brown. You know, the first years in it with the Steelers seemed fine. And then at the end of that stretch, um, things have just not happened well. Like the decision-making he's made, like it's been bad. So this happened. We're like, CT is a real thing. And there's been so many reports. So it was first said, you know, this is by Bruce Arians or by Antonio Brown that – a report of Bruce Arians told him to go in. Antonio Brown said he was too hurt. He said okay, and then threw his pads off and all that. Then it was reported that Antonio Brown wanted to go in. Bruce Arians said, oh, I thought you were hurt. You're not going in. Threw it off. Antonio Brown then said, or it was reported that Antonio Brown told him he wasn't going to go in because he was hurt. So Bruce Aaron said, you're done. So he took that as he was kicked off the team and walked out. And then, so a lot of stuff has happened. Um, 
you know, and then you've got like Bruce Arians talking about this. Um, then he shared. Then he shared. Um, apparently, uh, text messages. Apparently, he gets a text from Bruce Arians said, "Hey, this is BA. Make sure you're ready to go tomorrow. We are not resting for the playoffs. Call me." Then Antonio Brown sent him a picture of getting his ankle worked on. He said, I'm all in, coach. Really can't get to full speed. I want to win. I want to be there. If I wake up tomorrow feeling better, I'll be ready. Kind of rolled it outside on two-point play. I want what's best for a team. Let me know when you're free. I will call you. And then apparently Bruce Arian sends a text saying, come see me. I'm come see me. I'm the morning, which probably should have been in the morning. We'll talk it out. Definitely want you with us in case you're ready. Now, thing with these text messages is, why would Bruce Aaron send him a text saying, this is BA? First of all, they probably have texted back and forth. Maybe they've never texted back and forth. I don't see Bruce Aaron's being the person that says, come see me. I'm in the morning. He would put in the morning. Um, Antonio Brown's message doesn't seem right. And he says, call me for Bruce Aaron's. Like, I think he would just talk to him. I think he would just go down there. Brown appeared to try to prove the point that Arians was aware of his injury. He previously claimed um, Bruce Arians told him you're done after after Brown said he was too injured to play on Sunday. In a separate message Thursday, Brown alleged that his teammates knew nothing about his talks with Coach Arians. Don't get twisted. My brothers have been good to me from Tom to practice squad. We were a top-level unit. They have been good to me and knew nothing about my talks with Coach last week, the team mishandled the situation, they let me down, and more importantly, my teammates, he put on Twitter, this is Antonio Brown. In press conference Monday, Arians told reporters that Brown did not inform him about the injury on game day and declined to share details about a conversation he had with Brown before the receiver's shirtless exit from the field. The Bucks coach also said that if a player has an injury issue, they go to the trainer, and the trainer would tell Arians they're out. Health over wealth, Brown tweeted with the alleged messages, adding the hashtag barbarian. He also tweeted barbarian before sharing screen grabs. Um, This is uh, way back, I think. Um, Antonio Brown now posting December 24th text with trainer Alex uh, showing they had stopped working together. Uh, But text back looks like he said, said he was there in a response. Brown tagging Brady even. So he's putting these text messages out. Um, Brown then shared a screen grab on his Instagram story showing an alleged text message exchange from December 24th with Tom Brady's longtime trainer and TV12 business partner, Alex Guro. He tagged Brady in the post claiming Guro is charging me 100K despite never doing the work on me. Brown added, how you even work with wit, WIT, people like this. This is what I'm dealing with. Then he shows this text message. Hey, AG, if we're not... If we, not going to work anymore. That's fine. Let me know about the 100K I paid you. Only fair. Get back half my money. Let me know how to proceed. Good morning, AB. I appreciate you reaching out to me. I completely understand that you want to go in a different direction. Thank you for the opportunity to work together. You're a wonderful person. I hope for your continued success on and off the field. Please let me know where you want me to send the balance. Big hugs, my friend. Um, and then around it, he put Tom Brady guy then tagged the trainer, charging me 100K, never doing the work on me, how you even work with people like this, you know. Um, Brown published the message the morning. He said he shared a lengthy statement on social media, accusing the Buccaneers of trying to force him to play through the ankle injury that he said he requires surgery. Brown's attorney, Sean Burstney, said in a statement that he has been, um, that he has seen MRI results taken Monday on the receiver's ankle that showed a piece of loose bone pressing into his ankle, joint ligaments, snapped, clean off the bone. Said Brown needs surgery. Also shut down false rumors that Brown's exit Sunday's win against the Jets is related to mental health issues. Antonio never faked an injury in his life. It is incredible that people are pushing false rumors. That was that happened Sunday with the result of mental health issues and not a well-known ankle injury. Why would they embark on a campaign of false uh, concealment to avoid responsibility for ignoring the risk of serious injury for the sake of winning a game. Antonio has reflected on this for days and has prepared a heartfelt statement that he will release soon. His injury can be clearly seen on the MRI image taken Monday morning. Among other things, you can plainly, plainly see a piece of loose bone.
phone from the outside of outside that is pressing into his ankle joint. And a ligament snapped clean off the bone. He will recover, but will need surgery. Um, and it just goes on and on. Talk about mental health issues. Well, this isn't the first time Antonio Brown has done something like this. When you want to talk about mental health, it's this. I don't see Bruce Arians telling a guy that's hurt. Now, he could have said you're done then, saying like you're not going to play today then. Like that could have happened. But this ain't the first time we've seen Antonio Brown blow up. He blew up on Ben, ben Roethlisberger. He blew up on the Steelers. Blew up on the Raiders. He has said things, done different things. He went to the Patriots. Tom Brady vouched for him, brought him to Tampa Bay. And all this stuff. So this continues. So he's calling out Bruce Arians and all that. I highly doubt any of this happened. So then, Bruce Arians, so then Antonio Brown goes on a podcast and now starts calling out Tom Brady. And after this happened, Tom Brady said, we love him, we want what's best for him, you know, blah, 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 blah. They're talking about mental health. I mean, something ain't right. So then Antonio Brown questions Tom Brady's friendship, still wants to play in the NFL despite breakup. So fresh off his release from the Buccaneers. Wide receiver Antonio Brown had a lot to say Friday, airing his frustrations on everything of how the Buccaneers handled his ankle injury on Sunday to his relationship with Tom Brady. To me, a friend is someone who's got your back. Brown said on the Full Send podcast, not everybody in sports is going to be your friend. Tom Brady's my friend. Why? Because I'm a good football player. He needs me to play football. People have different meanings about what friendship is. Brown's comments about Brady were a sharp deviation from what he has said in the past. Liking the seven-time Super Bowl winning quarterback to a big brother and calling him a role model after Brady twice invited Brown to play with him, the first with the Patriots and then Tampa Bay. I mean, you can't really expect anyone to be your friend in the business of football. In a different show, Tapped In Daily on Clubhouse, the game is football and our business is winning. Me and Tom have something in common with winners. We like winning. We like to compete. We like to be the best. So we got that in common. That's what makes me want to be around him. That's what makes us play together. That's what makes us gel. That brings out greatness. So then they asked Tom Brady about, you know, this stuff. So he says all that. Um, Then continue on. Antonio Brown says, Brady's the general manager. He's the guy my agent made me made the contact with. He's the middleman and politician. I talked to Tom and he knows I'm not going to play. Um, It's just, it's just, this whole thing is weird. So then they asked Tom Brady about it and Tom Brady said he would like to not talk about it. Um, But it's weird because Antonio Brown needed eight more catches to get $333,333 bonus. He needed 55 receiving yards to unlock another $333,333 bonus. He just needed one receiving touchdown to unlock another one. So it's just, it's really weird. Um, So, I mean, Antonio Brown could have been mad because he needed those type of catches on those yards and he needed that money. Um... So when they asked Tom Brady about it, he said he wanted, they don't want to talk about it. He wants to continue on. So the reason why I bring this up, and then we'll get to the Bears because we've talked about this for a while. Something ain't right with Antonio Brown. And he wants to play in the NFL. Well, I'm sorry, your burst with the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, not going to happen. Uh, your thing with the Raiders, yeah. You're lucky that Tom Brady vouched for you. People are going to listen to Tom Brady. Well, now you've turned that bridge over. You are probably never going to play in the NFL. Than him saying that Tom Brady just needs me for my talent. Tom Brady wouldn't have brought you on. See, listen, Tom Brady learned a long time ago. I'm working in with the Patriots. It's about character. Okay. And he vows that you're probably changing. You're working on yourself and brought you to the Patriots. One of the things happened. You went to Tampa Bay. Bruce Arians is different than Bill Belichick. Bruce Arians likes helping people. And if you need further look at that, go watch um, the show on Amazon where. Uh, All or Nothing, where it shows the Cardinals when when Bruce Arians was there. And you'll see how he wants to give people second chances. He wants to work with you. So this is the perfect guy to do that with as well. So now you're burning bridges. And I don't know why you're burning bridges. Um, Antonio Brown, you know, in the great words of Coach Jason Brown, this guy's a shitbird. And this is a guy that you just cannot save. This is a guy that will not change. This is a guy that's going to blame everybody else but him. If you're that hurt, don't play. But he was probably trying to play for those bonuses. So this could have been spun many different ways. Did he try to go in because he was hurt? But Bruce Arians was like, you're done because you're hurt that bad. We've seen the MRI. We don't want to hurt it anymore. Um, 
Could have been. Uh, he just didn't look right. Super Saiyan said, you're done. Just saying you're done doesn't mean you're kicked off the team. He's like, you're kicked off the team. You know, F this or F that. You know, completely different things. So this has spun out so many different directions. Antonio Brown, you are crazy. You have lost your mind. You need to go get some scans. This lawyer is going to say things for you because you're paying them a lot of money. So they're going to say what you kind of want them to say because they want to make money. What do you mean this isn't about mental health? Look at how you've outraged. Look at your changes from college and when you first got into the league through those first years. And then all of a sudden you want to be a big baby about things and worry about yourself and not worry about the team. Then you're going to call out Tom Brady who has vouched for you over and over. That's not good. That's not something you want to do. That's the last person you want to do because he has vouched for you. So now good luck with that. He may never vouch for you again. So Antonio Brown, please seek some help. Before we get into everything Chicago Bears topic now, um, football coaches, speaking of what the topic we just talked about, um, for your linemen during the season, are their helmets getting scuffed up during an inside run period? If so, there's a way to protect those shells and re- re- to reduce those repetitive blows those guys are taking each and every week. It's guarding caps. Guarding caps can reduce 20 to 33% of the impact, really focusing on those big guys in the trenches, and you can't win without those guys. It's worn by five NFL teams, and Antonio Brown should have been wearing it. And 200-plus colleges like Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Washington, and Penn State. Check them out at guardiansports.com slash guardian dash caps. If you go to that website and use the code 15OFF, you'll get 15% off your order of guardian caps. Antonio Brown, I recommend you get this because something ain't right in your head, brother. Something ain't right. You 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 need some help. So again, guardiansports.com slash guardian dash caps. 15 off. Is the code you will get 15% off your order at Guardian Caps. Thank you, Guardian Caps, for sponsoring the podcast. Football coaches out there, do you have a young kicker or a guy that wants to be a kicker? Or do you have an experienced kicker, but they just have trouble reaching the end zone each and every time? He's a good kicker, but he's just not getting to the end zone quite each and every time. It's probably the T, believe it or not. Not the old school orange T's or anything like that. I have a T for you to help out with that. It's Launchpad Kickoff T. Uh, the reason why you want to use this because it gives a coach a strategic option on squib kicks, onside kicks that were never available before. It's legal for NCAA and NFHS high school use. Launchpad kickoff tee is a game changer. It's got like it's got flaps on it and different um, parts on the flap where you can put the football literally however you want. Uh, so that way you can angle it however you want. The, the way you can move it gets the kick wherever you want it. It's a complete game changer. Uh, if you go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS and use the code CSS at checkout, you will save 10% off when you buy the one pack. When you buy the two pack, it's going to give you 20% off. Then when you buy the four pack and you use the code CSS, it's going to give you the fourth one free. So it's going to be the discount. You're only buying three and you'll get the fourth one free. So launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS and use the code CSS at checkout to save money today. Thank you, Launchpad Kickoff Tea, for sponsoring the podcast. Okay, let's dive into the Bears. Real quick, one thing that's been talked about is, is this going to be Matt Nagy's last game with the Bears? Again, now we've seen this before. There was a report before that the Bears were going to fire him after the Thanksgiving game. Well, that was either false or it got leaked out, so the the ownership had to uh, cover their tracks. Because when asked about to Matt Nagy, he said he's never had a conversation with ownership, never had that talk with them at all about being fired. And then they came out and said that's never been said. So someone lied. It got leaked out and they covered it up because they realized firing a guy after the Thanksgiving game, no matter what, is probably not the best thing to do. So there's just been reports left and right with the Bears. Well, a report came out this week saying it has been reported that this will be Matt Nagy's last game with the Bears. That's what it was reported. Well, then they had their weekly press conference with Matt Nagy. They asked him about it, and he said no. He said, management, ownership, we have met. Nobody has said that to me at all. Now, he has to know his seat's hot. Like He's sitting on coals, and this probably could be Matt Nagy's last game coaching the Bears. Now, again, everyone says he's a nice guy. Uh, nobody has a problem with him as a person. You have some players defending him, probably because he's a nice person. Um, but with some of the guys you've had on the team, you're just not getting the job done. The inconsistency of the team, um, you know, 
the Mitch Trubisky struggles. People blame Mitch Trubisky. Well, now when he left, you're seeing the same type of struggles with quarterbacks under him. So it may not be the quarterback's fault. It might be this guy's fault. But one person that has emerged name-wise is Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh has led Michigan uh, to the college football playoff this year. They beat, they won the Big Ten, and they beat Ohio State. So they had a historic turnaround for them. It's the first time he's done it at Michigan as a coach. Now, so then it was you know reported that he is going to flirt with the idea of the NFL. Apparently, apparently that's what's going to happen. Um, Michigan's Jim Harbaugh drawn attention from several NFL teams, held in high regard by the Raiders and Dolphins. Um, you know, Harbaugh took the 49ers to the Super Bowl before he took the job at Michigan. Um, Harbaugh is very well liked by Raiders owner Mark Davis. League sources said beginning his coaching career as a quarterback coach there for the Raiders in 2002. Uh, he also did great work in the Bay Area while the Raiders were located in Oakland at both Stanford and as a coach of the 49ers from 2011 to 2014, where he went 44 and 19 and did not have a losing season. Davis has been very impressed by the work of interim head coach Rick uh, Bacasi since taking over for John Gruden. The team could reach the playoffs on Sunday night and all that. So Jim Harbaugh, his name's been thrown around out there. Harbaugh's also been a huge fan of Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross, who is also a Michigan alumni and one of the school's biggest boosters. His, his belief in Harbaugh is well known. He has wanted to hire him in the past, and if Harbaugh did leave Ann Arbor, league sources indicated that he'd be tempted to lure the former quarterback as well. Um, numerous league sources said Harbaugh's names come up within the Dolphins organization midseason when the team was enduring a seven-game losing streak, and although it's rallied to win seven in a row, the team, had, the team was pummeled by the Titans this last week, ending the playoff hope. Uh, Ross has long conveyed that Harbaugh and at his stage in life with a success and plan for ownership already in place, passing on Harbaugh might be difficult. Harbaugh has also played for the Bears and is well known at Hallis Hall with that franchise pondering sweeping changes and considering a multitude of former players for a multitude of roles. So it was, you know, he's talked about coming to the Bears. He played quarterback there. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's recruited in the Chicago land area. So he's very well involved and pretty much knows the Chicago Bears. <sighs> People do not like this because of how Michigan has gone. And I get it. But, I mean, this would not be the worst hire they make because he might be a better at free agency. The 49ers did pretty well while he was there. Uh, you know, I know that last season he was there, it was not the best, but it wasn't the worst. And quarterback changes and everything else. And then when your alumni Michigan open up, it's probably like, okay, I want to take it. Probably likes the college game. I'm not saying he's going to leave Michigan, but I want people to know this would not be the worst hire they could make. There's names out there. Why not? I mean, if you can't get some of those other guys and Jim Harbaugh wants to go back to the NFL, why not? Why not hire him? Uh, he'll bring uh, – I mean, I'm sure he talks to his brother all the time. He understands how NFL works. Um, he is a tough coach. He will bring that tough mentality. Um, he's proven this year that if he lets other guys do the work and he's the CEO and manages things, they can do well. Um, he can kind of adapt. I know that Justin Fields will probably be the quarterback. I mean, I'm sure he can adapt to things that he can do and understand that. So why not hire Jim Harbaugh if it's open, if you can't get some of these other NFL guys that have been in the NFL? So hiring him is not like, oh, we're hiring a college coach. Yeah, he coached in college, but he went from Stanford to the 49ers and actually did pretty well. You know, was able to coach that and got them to the Super Bowl. They were one power outage away from probably pretty close to winning that Super Bowl. So I think that's a pretty good fit. So Chicago Bears fans, don't be upset if he does hire him. I think it wouldn't be a bad hire the more I think about it. Some people don't like that. You know, I do think it needs to be like a Sean. If they can get Sean Payton, I think that's the first guy they need to go to. Him, Coach Benini from Kansas City or like a Doug Peterson. But outside of that, I think you kind of look at Jim Harbaugh. You know, like I've, I always bring this up. Nick Saban's a better college coach. I think now he could go to the NFL and do really, 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 really well. But his calling was college. You know, Jim Harbaugh's done college a couple times. Did well at Stanford. He's done well at Michigan. Well, this year was really good in Michigan, but maybe he's an NFL coach, and so maybe this is a challenge. But it's going to be hard for Jim Harbaugh to be lured away from the success they had. 
um, the pressure of the Bears because whoever takes this job is going to feel the pressure because of what we've dealt with with Matt Nagy. So don't don't be afraid, guys, to hire Jim Harbaugh. I think it'll be okay. Um, okay, Chicago Bears. They got a big win versus New York Giants, 29-3. Now, we're not going to talk too much about this because the Giants stink. They are one of the worst football teams we've seen. They're just a tad bit better than the Jaguars, but I think at this point, Jaguars could probably beat them. The New York Giants, I literally watched them not throw the ball for like 10 plays. They had so many injuries on the wide receiving core, they had no wide receivers. All they could do was throw it to running backs. Uh, Glennon, who used to play for the Bears, 24 yards and two interceptions. Barkley is not healthy. 21 carries, 102 yards, but that's just so they kept pounding at him. Uh, you know, to start the game, they throw an interception and we bring it back. Like the Bears just played the way they needed to. Now they started to make some mistakes as as it went on, but they did exactly what they needed to do. Uh, Andy Dolan got the start. He was 173 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Montgomery, uh, 64 yards rushing, two touchdowns. The Giants just stink. So this is the confidence booster that the Bears kind of need. Like I said, they're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think this game is going to save Matt Nagy's job. But from a team perspective, because some a lot of these guys will be back, not all of them, but most, this is a confidence booster. And they need this confidence boost going in to play the Vikings. Now, the Vikings, they are 7-9. and nine. We are going there. We're 6-10. and 10. We owe them a little payback from the last time. Now, the last time was some of the refing stuff, some of the management stuff, but it was a close game. And it's not a meaningless game because it is a quote-unquote rivalry game between them. I believe Kirk Cousins is going to be back. He was put on the COVID list. Looking at this game, you know, the Vikings average more points. Uh, They average 24 points a game. They get 376 yards total, 262 through the air, 114 on the ground. They give up 405 yards, 272 through the air, and 133 on the ground. We only score 18. We give up 23. We only get 327 yards, 206 through the air, 120 on the ground. But we only give up 210 through the air and 126 on the ground. The Vikings' last five games, they actually lost to Detroit. Then they beat Pittsburgh, beat us at the Bears. Then they lose to the Rams and lose to the Green Bay Packers. And then we know we've lost to Arizona, Green Bay. Then we lost to Minnesota in a close one, 17-9. Beat Seattle and beat New York. So we have a little bit of confidence going on our side. Now, Justin Fields was supposed to get the start, but he has been put on the COVID protocol list, so Andy Dalton's going to get the start. The only thing about the Giants I didn't understand is why Nick Foles didn't get the start because he got you the win versus Seattle and did pretty well. I think he and Matt Nagy don't get along. I think the ownership likes Nick Foles. So I think Matt Nagy was like, ah, I don't really like, like Nick Foles. If I can play Andy Dalton, I'm going to play Andy Dalton. Uh, so that's kind of what happened. And that's why you're not seeing Nick Foles get the start. With Justin Fields, that's going to be Andy Dalton again. So with Andy Dalton, what we're going to see is they're going to try to run the ball but they're going to try to play action and do short passes with them, which he can do. I think you need to see a lot more of Herbert. I've said it a million times. I think in this game, you've really got to split the carries between Montgomery and Herbert because then the defense is not going to know how, what you're going to do when they're both in there. You need to run some screens because if you're running, run, 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 they're going to bring the pressure and throw some screens. Uh, intermediate game. Now the defense is still banged up. So that defensive line has got to play much better. Um, you know, Eddie Goldman, defense tackle is questionable. Robert Quinn's questionable. Duke Shelley, cornerback's questionable. Akeem Hicks is out. So, I mean, I could go on and on. They've got a lot of linebackers out on that defense. So the defense is going to step up and play. They're going to have to come up and tackle. But, I mean, we, they played well last time. So it was just coming down to some of the refing was terrible. And there's some questionable things with Matt Nagy. But I believe that might have been the game where Matt Nagy had to call plays. I'm trying to think if that was the COVID one where they had all their coordinators out, but they got you know all the coordinators back. So I think if Matt Nagy allows them to do what they do, they will be totally fine. I think the you know both teams are going to just leave it all on the field. Uh, you know, playoffs are gone. They're going to do what they can. If the Bears can win and end up being seven and ten, it's a lot better than what I thought they were going to be. I thought they were only going to be like a four-win team. So to get to the seven-win mark would be fantastic going into the offseason and try to have a little bit of momentum going into the offseason where we're going to hopefully get a new coach. Now, it's reported that Ryan Pace is going to keep his job. I have no idea why because the, he's got to take some of the blame for some of these draft picks. He's got to take the blame for some of these coaching picks. He's got to take the blame for what's happening because you could have seen the writing on the wall what was happening with Matt Nagy. I just hope that some changes are made. I don't want the excuse to be we have a rookie quarterback. This is the reason why – just, just you know, it's supposed to be this offensive guru, and Ryan Pace, you are in charge of it. You pick this coach. You know who he's hiring. I'm not blaming these assistant coaches, but you know what happens. 
and you're involved in these draft picks. You are involved, so I need to see some changes. I foresee in this game a lot of the run game, but I think you're just going to see Laser open up the playbook. I really want to see other players besides the, the, the normal faces. And um, I think you just see with Andy Dalton, we're just going to have to take some deep shots too. He's good at intermediate passing, but I think you're going to have to do some type of crossing routes and get some deep balls thrown, take some deep shots that we're not seeing a ton of. Um, and I think the Bears are just going to have to really pressure uh, Kirk Cousins if he's back. I believe he will be. I think he'll be done with the COVID protocol. They just have to get him to move outside the pocket. He's a good pocket passer. If you bring some pressure on him, make him a little bit flustered, be physical with their receivers, they're going to do well. But they're going to try to run the ball too. So with the defensive line being depleted and the running and the linebackers, they're just offensively, we're going to have to take deep shots. We have to take what they give us, but we have to keep our defense on the sideline to give them some rest because Minnesota Vikings are just going to run the ball at us. They're going to come with the same game plan as the Bears. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play action. They're going to get other, other, try to get some guys involved. Uh, and they get up for this game. You know, I know the Bears-Packers is a bigger rivalry, but this is a huge rivalry game. Uh, they do not care for each other too much, so it's going to be a fun one to watch. Season finale for the Bears. Hopefully they can go 7-10 and with some momentum going into, you know, the uh, offseason. Hopefully we get a new coach, hopefully. Um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, should they hire Jim Harbaugh? Who should they hire Doug Peterson? Who should they hire Coach Benini from Kansas City? Uh, should they get Sean Payton? People are even talking about Pete Carroll throwing around if he's out at Seattle or if it's you know Russell Wilson. Who knows? Should they go get these guys? No idea. Um, but yeah, uh, that that's that's all I've got for the show. There was those different topics, uh, and for the Bears, I think the Bears with Andy Dalton starting. With some of those guys there, I think they can pull off this win. I think they have the momentum. You know, they I know the Giants are terrible, but being a coach and knowing, you know, how the game kind of works, when you get when you get confidence, confidence is over half the battle. When you come in with confidence and you're um, you know, very I guess mot- not motivated, I guess confidence is just the main word. When you're confident in what you're doing, you're you're gonna play faster. You're gonna be um, not thinking as much. You're gonna be able you're gonna be able to just play and leave it out there. So if the Bears come in from top to bottom, you know they're injured, and they go, okay, we came back and won against Seattle by a, a point, which is a tough place to play in the snow. Then the Giants come in. Now the Giants are a terrible team, but I thought the Bears could have possibly screwed that up, even though I thought they would win. They could have screwed it up, but knowing like, hey, that team is terrible. We did exactly everything we needed to do to dominate them. We did exactly what we were supposed to do. So let's end this rivalry game. Let's end on a winning streak for the guys that are going to come back, coming into the offseason to get healthy. Hopefully we get a new coach, a new regime, um, pump some life into the team, and, and the coach can say, okay, they ended on a win streak. They went 7-10. and 10. Let's really focus on this and build on this. But, all right, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, if you're watching the video version, Coming up after this, right after this, it's fourth and four. Zach Kyleman, Kelsey, and DJ and the crew, they're going to give you more NFL topics. And then right after that is Rough Cut Sportscast, MD's Fantasy Football to end it up. Um, so if you're watching the video version, stay tuned for fourth and four. Again, if you're listening to the audio version, please follow the podcast, rate it, be a friend, tell a friend. You can rate it on Spotify, even if it's brand new. Please hit the like button and subscribe on the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Check out a new segment and probably a new YouTube channel, Geek Corner, uh, where Logan will pop in from time to time, but you're also going to have me talking about different movies and stuff. Check all that out. Um, again, stay tuned for um, Fourth and Four, Zach Kyleman, Kelsey, and DJ for the video version. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Um, probably maybe the last show for the Bears preview till we get back to next season, but stay tuned for that. Um, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And just like Matt Nagy, we are out of here.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 